I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. So tonight we are doing a fun episode. Um, I thought all our episodes are fun. Well, I I know, but like, <laughs> it's it doesn't require a lot of research for it's these. It's a little lighter episode. And so, yeah, it's a little lighter. It's kind of fun and silly um, instead of some of the more serious ones that we do. Okay. So that's why I was thinking it was a fun episode. So tonight we are going to be talking about the seven spooky series to binge this spooky season. And it might be already halfway over, but you still have time. <laughs> you still have time to binge one or two of these, I'd say. Right. Depending. Um, and tonight we are drinking a cocktail that uh, we are dubbing the Midnight Mass. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. That's going to be one of the seasons we're going to be, ta- or the series we're going to be talking about. Um, but it is made with um, r- absolute raspberry vodka pomegranate juice, edible glitter, and um, some Prosecco topped off of it. Um, and it's, it has the glitter kind of is, it's mixed in with the drink, but it's mostly kind of like hanging out on top and kind of swirling. Kind of reminds me of like a galaxy and the stars. And Yeah, I kind of wish it was a little bit more inside of the drink like on, but I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's just something it, it could be it, the glitter we got it could right. be the glasses i'm using it could work better maybe in a wine glass i don't know but it's fine i think it looks cool yeah. i like the effect of it it's still good so check it out on instagram um at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast um you can see the images there of the cocktail um so let's go ahead and get started and um, this is in no particular order. This is just some of our favorite spooky series that we like to watch this time of year. Um, just because it, you know, puts us in the mood for yeah scaries. Yeah. I mean, everyone watches horror movies this time of year. Um, but not everyone thinks to, like, rewatch their favorite scary series. series. So, yeah. um, so let's go ahead and, and dive right in. Sure. Okay, so again, this is in no particular order. We're going to just go ahead and get the ground running with Mike Flanagan. <laughs> it's a Flanagan uh, podcast anyway. <laughs> so we are starting with um, The Haunting of Hill House, which has been out, it's been a few years now. It's on available on Netflix. And um, Drew, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what it is about? I'm sure a lot of the listeners have probably seen the series, um, but if not, yeah. So the synopsis is a um, are flashing between past and present. A fractured family confronts haunting memories of their old home and the terrifying events that drove them from it. Um, it's your favorite, right? It is my favorite. Yeah. So it, it's In re- his, you know series. Of- yeah. It's it's really good. Um, what I really like about it is it does a really good job of 
um, kind of painting in through uh, like there's trauma stuff going on. There's addiction, grief and loss in this story of a haunted house. So these um, kids pretty much like get um, escape their haunted house in the middle of the night with their dad. And then they have to live with what happened that time they lived in the house, but also how that affects them as adults. Right, it's about the trauma and how we're haunted by our experiences and our yeah. child, childhood experiences. Yes, and so it does a really good job of, of painting that type of story. And um, it it is scary. There are some jump scares that, that got me. Um, but also it paints, you know, that, that picture of like, you know, I mean, those, those characters have a lot, lot going on where there's like more drama mm-hmm. and you feel for the characters because they're just they're they're well fleshed out and developed. Yes, yes. It's not like Jason hunting down a bunch of teenagers that you don't know really know their name and they're, they're just, just fodder. Yeah. This is definitely you're getting to know the characters. Each episode, um, the one character typically shines like it's telling their story, and then of course later episodes are more of like everyone together. But um, it's really cool for the for him to kind of highlight a character per episode and kind of like you said they flash back between the child you know living in that haunted house and then Mm. now as an adult how they're affected by it um and you talked about jump scares there is a few of those there's also some very subtle scares there's things in the background that you know Maybe you watched it once and you missed it, but then you watch it a second or even a third time and you're like, oh shit, I see that person in the mirror. I see that person in the window. So it's really cool to go back and and rewatch it, which is why we're recommending it Um, because it's really fun. Uh, It's, but it, it's, it's one of those series that it's just got a lot of heart for being. Yeah. like It's hauntingly beautiful story. And the music's really good, too. Yes. Yes. So. Um, and if you had a choice between Haunting of Hill House or Haunting of Bly Manor, highly re- recommend uh, watching, watching Haunting of Hill House. You can skip Bly Manor, although I will say I just recently rewatched it, and I enjoyed it better on the second viewing. Yeah, I caught a couple of episodes of you watching it, and I think I'd like to rewatch it again at some point, too. But um, the first time I watched it, I felt pretty bored. Mm-hmm with that one specifically and yeah. so i don't know if, I, if my viewpoint would change on second viewing or not so yeah i get it i mean it's um it's a little slower of a burn it is a little bit slower and yeah but i still liked it better the second viewing and especially the one episode where my favorite actress in it really shines yeah kate siegel we, kate siegel yeah, you yeah, you, you love her. She's well. She's Mike Flanagan's wife, and she just and every she just steals the show. Like in every scene she's in, she just yeah. So that was worth the watch for me, just for that really that one episode where she's she's in it. Right. Um, and then continuing on <laughs> with series that we would binge, um, Midnight Mass. I love Midnight Mass. That is my favorite of the Mike of, Flanagan of the Flanagan ones. Um. <laughs> I could rewatch that one a lot. Mm-hmm. So that one is more of a religious, um, uh, more of a religious um, piece to it. So that one is an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. 
So that one is like a, a little community um, that's not doing so hot on like an island. Um, they had had it, and the, there was the oil spill, right? Yes. And it really detrimented yeah. their. And so there, this young priest comes to town, and just these miracles start happening mm-hmm. without giving but, too much away. yeah but there's something more nefarious maybe that's happening it's a catholic and, community they're yes. you know they're so again and kind of through line with um a lot of flying and stuff that he has a lot to say about um you know religion grief and loss again but also um addiction he mm-hmm. he has been very outspoken about that um and he has he does a really good job of it mm-hmm. um and he and it's just it's a really beautiful story. Like I, it reminds me of a Stephen King miniseries that I used to yeah. watch, like with my dad as a kid. Yeah, like and the so, Perfect Storm or something. Or what the was Storm the of the Century. Storm of the Century. That's what. It yeah, was. and so um, it's really good, and mm. I think like the again the characters are really good. Um, mm. So some things that I feel like and I've talked to my friends about this is that something that turned them off from flying is is the the flanagan monologue monologue mm-hmm. and it's where these you know the actors have time to breathe and they say these long monologues about something that's like like life and death or or something they're very philosophical they're very nature. philosophical in nature but they're really good and there's mm-hmm. a really good one in here about mm-hmm. just like existence and it's like and it's 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 just this it, I, can't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, it's, it's so... They're talking, well, without giving too much away, because we really want to avoid spoilers. Right. Without talking too much, but essentially there's two characters that are discussing... And one is a believer and What happens not. when you die. Right. right. So you have someone who's very strong in their faith, and then you have someone who has, who's lost their faith. And so they're talking about what happens after you die. And... Um, one of them kind of likens it to like looking at the stars or being in the stars. And so that's why with this cocktail, Mm -hmm. I chose to call it midnight mass because it really does look like a galaxy looking Mm -hmm. up the stars. And at one point they are looking up at the stars, the galaxy and all these like swirly lights and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's very existential. Like, um, again, faith, like faith versus, um, uh, just absence of disbelief or yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and so I think again, like there's some very creepy mom- moments in that one. Um, I just re- I just really like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to say about different types of faith. It has oh lot- yes, Catholic versus like um, the man who was Islamic. Yes, there's a, a Muslim faith in there. Yes, um, and so it's just and then and just when faith when you take your faith and it, it takes like a, too much because there's a character in there that's like the real like the villain who is just really she uses her faith in the in a terrible way which we mm-hmm. know from history that happens mm-hmm. and so it, it's really it's really good yes <laughs> and so you, this is one that um you could watch this time of year i also say you could recommend watching it during the lenten season because <laughs> it really it, it actually takes place, takes around, place around lent and so right. um just you know another if you don't get around to watching it this season you can watch it in the spring around lent right 
Um, moving on. Oh, I did want to touch on. Uh, we Drew and I just started watching the Fall of the House of Usher. Yes. Um, we're only halfway through, so we can't recommend it just yet. But so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Right. It seems really. Um, That's another Flanagan. By it's the way. different than his other ones. Yes. But you can still see the touches of Flanagan. Uh, of course, Kate Siegel's in it. Right. Um, and so it's been, he likes to reuse a lot of the same actors that he, he's used in previous yeah, series. They've, they've dubbed it the Flanagan-verse. <laughs> so. Well, who else? Um, Tim Burton likes to do that, too. Reuse mm-hmm. people he's worked with. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, we will probably give you an update on once we finish The Fall of the House of Usher, what our like verdict is. Right. If we recommend it. Um, but maybe you all are also watching it. Let us know what you think. You can email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com. We'd love or to hear from you. <laughs> just comment on this post and tell us what you think. Yeah, comment on the post. No spoilers yet because we haven't finished it. Yeah, please don't spoil it. Um, so, okay, so we have Haunting a House, Midnight Mass. Then I would like to recommend Salem. Okay, so Salem is supernatural horror loosely based on the Salem's 17th century witch trials. Now, I'd like to point out that all these synopsis are from IMDb, and I'm just picking the first one that's generally like the the official one. Mm-hmm. There's some that are user-based that are pretty long-winded that I could, it would take forever. So again, with these synopsis, it's the first one. <laughs> yes. So um, I recently rewatched Salem. I had seen it when it first came back, when it first came out back in, I think, 2012, 2013? I don't know. It was... I could have to double check me on that, babe. But um, it's available on Hulu, and there's three seasons. Um, I really enjoy it. It's kind of it's it's a show that is very over the top in a lot of ways. Um, 2014. 2014. Okay. So it is. Um, there's definitely a lot of sex, sex or sexual um, things going on um there's a lot of blood there's like sacrifices and things of that nature so it's um it is it's an interesting take on the salem witch trials um in the sense that and i again i don't want to give too much away but if you watch the first episode i think it's kind of obvious that the witches are pulling the strings more than you think okay so they, there is definitely, there's the religious aspect to it. There's the, the religious fervor uh, and people that are accusing each other of which, you know, being witches. But there's more going on behind the scenes than you realize. So, um, and several of the characters, uh, the main characters are witches. And um, they have an agenda. And... Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, it was fun to rewatch. Um, and I, you know, I like learning about Salem and the witch trials. This is not historically accurate at all. So please go yeah, ahead no. and go into this with I, an open mind. If you watch it, this is not historically accurate. Okay. And I, I, I haven't seen that much of it. You, this is one that you really like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I enjoyed rewatching it. It was fun. It's got some spooky elements to it. Um, so yeah, I think it was fun to watch this time of year. Okay. I highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. Moving on. Um, let's talk about Creepshow. Ooh, Creepshow. Yes. I really like Creepshow. I think the reason why I like Creepshow is because I'm a big fan of 
practical effects. Mm -hmm. And so this is Greg Nicotero's like baby, pretty much. <laughs> so let me go ahead and say what that one is. That one is the fictional creep show comic books come to life in this anthology series of terrifying tales hosted by the silent creep show ghoul. It's pretty much like in the vein of if like you re I mean, Creep Show was a show Back in, in the, the 80s, 80s and 90s, mm -hmm. along with Tales from the Crypt. This is just, again, the, like, the, re not the remake, but, like, the continuation of that. Yeah. And it's just every, every show is, like, two stories, two different stories about something. Mm -hmm. But they've been, they've been good. Um, again, it, I feel like it's the practical effects itself. Yes. Me. Yeah. So the show, um, it's now just released a fourth season, which, again, we just started. We haven't. Mm. Um, watched all of them. I really enjoyed the third season. That was probably my favorite season so far of Creepshow. Um, it's available on Shutter. I should note that because that would require you can probably find a, a code for a free a promo code. Yeah, like free seven days or something like free trial. But um, we we subscribe to Shutter and we like it. Um, but the show, yes, other than practical effects, it's also very campy. It is campy. It's more. It's that's more of a fun one than I would say something like. It's Salem. really fun. Yeah, it's so, definitely fun, and it's like it's definitely got those like comic book or graphic novel novel, um, like where they they show you the the animated, like here's what the the book. Yeah, it's like the panels, through it, like and then the it panels. goes into the live action version where yeah. the characters come to life, you know, from the comic book. Right. So it's fun, and each one kind of tells us like a little social commentary story of some sort, um, and I really enjoy it. There's some big name actors that are in the show too. Yes, lots of lots of guest guest stars, mm -hmm. and so I think you know without and again with a show like that, we can't really say like oh this is what this one is about because it pretty much if we right. say that it, it tells you what that one is completely about right <laughs> because. There's a little, I mean, there, I mean, each story is maybe like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's pretty short, but I would say again, that one would be one if you are maybe wanting something that's a little bit like, again, that's a little shorter that you can watch. Um, that would be that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you can watch it as like, I've watched them while I'm getting ready, you know, like I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just put them on or if I'm making dinner, I'll just like put on an episode and watch it. Right. Um, and like I said, there's some I've liked more than others. Some kind of are, I mean, for the most part, I've liked all of them. But there's some that maybe hit a little differently. Okay. Yeah. But, you know. Um, moving on, uh, I do want to talk about um, kind of an oldie but a goodie, in my opinion. American Horror Story Season 1, Murder House. You do love that season. I really do. And I rewatch this one quite frequently. Because honestly, I think the American Horror Story seasons have gone off the rails. The rails, like it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy and it's stupid. And I'm sorry. I just, I keep trying. I keep trying to watch them, but they're just. Well, we didn't watch this most recent one with. I think it's still on Hulu. Oh, yeah. these, yeah, it's available on Hulu. Um, I I kind of refuse to watch it because it has uh Kardashian Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I just can't. I'm sorry. Um, Apparently, allegedly, she's supposed to be pretty good in it. I, that's what I read. Are these from the people who watched her sex tape and thought she was good in that, too? <laughs> anyway. I'm not sure on that. Murder House, I really love. Um, 
it just to me it was like the most serious of of the the different seasons like it felt um even though it kind of could be kind of silly and over the top in some ways it still felt like i think it was the most contained it was the most thank you that's a good way to explain because because it all happened in one house pretty much yes but the and there was a it had rules it had rules the the rules of the house were were pretty understandable the characters were really good they weren't (sighs) crazy over the top right you know and i think everyone since then i think there's like a there's a turning point and and i've talked about this about with my guy friends like there was like a turning point in every season where it's like man like this just goes off the rails yeah and like it's not people are doing things that you're like why the hell are they doing that yeah and and but it's just like the story completely goes off the rails like halfway through. And I think what's hard to do with a show like and how I don't, do you remember how many episodes of the first season of American Horror Story is? I don't. I'm not sure. I'm You'd have that, to double check. I want to say ten or less. You want to say ten or less for American Horror Story? Yes, because I think it started at the end of August, and then it um. It's twelve. Twelve. Okay, twelve. So. I think it's difficult to make a horror series. And I think the thing is, is that maybe a little, like less is more if you're doing a full yeah. arc of a story. Yeah. And I think what Flanagan does well, it's like he has, he has like a, a beginning and end goal and, and state. And I feel like sometimes some of these American horror stories seasons, they don't know where they're getting ready to end to, or mm-hmm. the end is just so convoluted. It's just messy. Well, and I also think that sometimes, um, uh, what's the guy who did American Horror Story? Blinking on his name. Are you, are you talking about like the director? Yeah. Like the creator. Uh, it's, um, oh gosh, it's, there's so many people. On here. No, there's the main guy. I know. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. So with the first season, I think he had a a fully fleshed out, clear story of what he wanted to do. But then I think with subsequent seasons, he had an idea, but then he just like wanted to push the limits. Like he wanted, he wanted to, it was more about like how much could he continue to um, push the the envelope and like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, gore and sex and um just it just didn't i don't know the the first season's my favorite period the end <laughs> i'm sorry um but i felt like it was a great story had good characters um it made sense um everything that happened it just it felt like it could really happen in real life even though it seems silly to say because this was you know murder house was essentially this legendary home in hollywood where all these people had died and their souls were trapped there um, again, I don't want to give too much away, but it still felt like it could, like, it felt like any other haunted house story that we right. have heard before. But then you get to know the characters in this family that's living there and you're, you know, rooting for them to an extent. I know you're not a big fan of the husband character. No. I loved the wife, uh, Connie Britton. Her character. Um, but anyway, if you're also going to watch um, another season of American Horror Story, I would recommend Coven. Yeah, you love that one too. I do. That's season three. Yes. Right? And that is, um, that's 13 episodes. And that one is fun, mainly because, well, the witch witchy stuff and it's New Orleans is really fun. But then 
that episode with Stevie <laughs> Nicks. And I, I like that's a little bit of a spoiler alert, but it's okay. It's from 2014. Well, <laughs> there is a witch character in it who is obsessed with Stevie Nicks. She was my favorite of the witches. Of course. Um, and she gets to meet Stevie Nicks and there's this like whole music sequence and it's just epic. To me, that just made the show. Like I was just like, okay, I can I can die now. Like this is <laughs> this is awesome. And then when we get to go see Stevie Nicks in person, it was so cool. Like the concert, it was awesome. Yeah, but that was not related. I didn't to get anything. to like meet her in person, person, but still. No, you didn't. <laughs> we were way far up. We were really we were in the nosebleed section. But anyway, so American Horror Story season one is great. Season three is a runner up. Can't recommend any of the other ones. They're just not my cup of tea. So, the last one. No, we have we have two more. Two more. Yeah. We oh forgot, shoot! We forgot one. I... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So there's a couple more. So another one that we watched was one called From. Yes. And so this was one that your mom had. She, my mom about. recommended. And it's unravel the mystery of a city in the middle of middle of USA that imprisons everyone who enters. As the residents struggle to maintain a sense of normality and seek a way out, they must also survive the threats of a surrounding forest. So this one... Um, it's available on Prime, and yeah, I think it's you can a, watch the first season free. You can watch the first season free on Prime, but then you also have to s- subscribe to MGM+. Plus, Right. Which For the second season. We could talk at length about how all these streaming services are gutting our dollars yeah. like, individually for all these shows. Anyway... But this one is interesting. Um, if you were a fan of Lost. Which we were. I feel like this is for you. So it's um, like a family pretty much like, you know, is traveling in this. In an RV. This RV and this tree falls down and then they come into like this town and they cannot leave the town. Like if they try to leave the town, there's some type of. It's like they keep ending up in the same place. Or something place. That, like, that, that they just end up coming back to the town. Like there's mm-hmm. no escape from it. Um, and then every night, everyone has to be locked inside um, with the windows drawn because there's some type of like creatures that look mm-hmm. like humans but aren't humans mm-hmm. that are hunting at night. And if you're outside, they will kill you. Mm-hmm. And so there's like all these. There's like talismans. Yeah, there's these rules that like they they haven't explained really yet. I think that's the part that bothers you, right? Because you feel like there's so many questions. But Lost did that too, though. You're right. That's what that's what that's what frustrates me is because Lost (laughs) would do this thing where they would just open up all these cans of worms and then they wouldn't explain them all. Right. And so. um, But ultimately, you loved it. You loved the ride. You enjoyed. It you know even though you're like what the hell is going on right you still enjoyed the ride right so I I would suggest that one um, again it I mean it, it's it's good I, I I like it I feel like there are some episodes though in that specific show where it it kind of falls off a little bit hmm. that one i feel like it, there's some where i'm like hey we don't know where we're going here there's some but there filler was enough episodes. there was enough though to keep me interested and keep saying let's hit yes. let's hit the next episode because mm-hmm. i wanted to see what the hell was going on but there were some episodes where we're like okay like this is one of those ones where um what we call in the lost verse the paulo and not uh mickey 
episode where there's just like this filler episode where it makes no sense. Right. Um, so, but the main guy in the show is in Lost. Yeah. So Michael in Lost is the main character in From, which I know it's so funny. What's that? Lost is name? a four word, four letter word, and so is From. From. Yeah, I'm sure that they did that on purpose. I'm sure they did too. So it's Harold uh, uh, Pernod. Yeah. So he okay. he was also Mercutio and yes. Movie. Oh my gosh! And the uh, Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Yes. So he's that, great. So again, I don't want to. Again, I don't want to give too much away on that one because the ride on that one is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Good. Just watch the first episode or two, and see if you get hooked. Because I really enjoyed it, and I'm I'm waiting to see if there's going to be a third season. But with the whole writer strike and everything, I don't know. Well, if the writer strike is over but i don't know if that so, means that they've begun work on a third season i don't know not. some of these shows when there's a writer's strike or something <laughs> they get they killed get, off yeah. it just sucks yeah so okay the last <laughs> this one is a drew pick so this one's my pick and i think <laughs> again um if you like cartoons this is well, when... anime right well it's not actually anime because it's not oh. actually japanese Oh, cartoon. Okay. It's it's made by Netflix, but um, so the Castlevania show on Netflix, I highly recommend that one. Um, the first and second season are on there. Very good. Um, that uh, synopsis is so um, a vampire hunter fights to save a besieged city from an army of otherworldly creatures controlled by Dracula. And let me tell you, it is metal as hell. Um, <laughs> it's based off of one of my favorite video games from um, the Nintendo, Super Nintendo era. Mm-hmm. And it is great. It's about a guy who is a vampire hunter who doesn't want to be a vampire hunter, who's from a family um, of of vampire hunters and he <laughs> has to kill dracula and um but there's like dracula's son there, and there's yeah, like there's, all these different characters yes in it and, and there's um it's it's so good it's violent and it's it's gory it's yeah not for kids no but um I mean, highly it, awesome yeah it's really not there's a new one that just came out that i have not watched yet because you know parent and time um <laughs> but I highly suggest the first one for spooky season. I mean, the yeah. ep- episodes are very short. They're like 29 minutes a piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and there, there's a cool storyline and there is it is pretty bloody for cartoon. It's a. It's, oh, no, it's it's gory. It's like really gory. But the the storyline. Simulated blood. Yeah. Like the sto- well, it's not simulated. It's cartoon. Like cartoon blood. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> so but it's. <laughs> It's really good. Um, I highly suggest that one if you've played. I mean, if you played the video game, you probably already watched it. So, but, um, but there was a part in it I remember that me and my friends were very excited about, which I I won't say anything. Give it away. But it, away. It, it was really good nod to the video game and probably probably one of the best video game adaptions I've seen in a very long time. Great. So. Um, that was a short, really short episode, like a 30 minutes about, you know, what to watch this season, um, you know, series wise, but we thought we would just get on here and, and give you all a, you know, seven Some suggestions, yeah, suggestions. So, yeah. Things we like to watch this time of year. I mean, we already did the horror movie thing, right? So yeah, we thought it would be fun to do, to talk about series and just do, like I said, a fun episode that isn't just like. Some of these that it's hard, it's really hard to 
to do. Like the true crime, I know, and the cult things that takes a lot out on you. Um, the research and stuff. Well, I had to get back to that because there's one I really want to do. Yeah, and well, and there's one I'm working on, but that's it's taking a lot of time. Yeah, it's a that's... lot of research because I want to give it. I don't want to just half-ass it. Right, and that's so the next it's one. The right? struggle. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, as we step on spirits and talk, talk about, about spirits. spirits. Bye. Bye.